What's up, man? Sarzuda, how you doing? I got my partner Tim with me. We just chilling. How you living? I'm living good, man. Living good. How are you? Man, I'm just relaxing, dude. It's hot as fuck up here. I can tell the summertime's starting to hit. Man. Yeah, most definitely. I spent all weekend out there at the lake. I got burnt all the way up. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't have those problems, man. I got a nice a nice amount of melanin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican. I still get burnt up. Well, I don't get burnt, but I just get tan. I don't get burnt. Oh. I don't get, like, sunburned. Oh, man. I'm loving it, though. But, man, I see you popping with your music, man. I know you got, like, a, a, a little different of a style, you know, that I'm used to, especially, you know, we down here in the South. We in Tennessee. Well, we in Virginia. Yeah. Virginia, Tennessee side. How, how would you classify your style of music? I like to think of it as like alternative punk rap. It's, it's I say alternative because just like you said, it's not what people are used to. I like to take an approach. I'm, I'm inspired by most of the like greats that started like Outkast and Jay-Z and you know what I'm saying? Tupac and people like that. So I like to, my approach to music is, is, is a lot like that. I like to speak on Speak on, in my songs, I like to create it, make it more like a picture than anything. I like to make an audio experience. So it's like each song is a is a frame in time. It's like each song is a picture. They say a picture says a thousand words. A thousand words can paint a thousand pictures. I feel you know that. Saying? So I just I feel I can work with that. But what what inspired yeah. you to get onto like the more punk rock or the punk rap side of things when well, you, know, you got? Tupac As much as I love rap As of lately I haven't really been Listening to rap Because I haven't been Inspired too much By like recent rap So I tend to go back To my early inspirations Which are like 90s alternative punk You know what I'm saying Like Nirvana And uh You know what I'm saying Like Those Those type of bands Like Maroon 5 And like You know what I'm saying Uh Three Days Grace you know what I'm saying? Three one one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Small, just like Sublime. You know, that's, like that's all the, the all the classics. I, like. I love, I love that. Yeah. I grew up on that. Yeah. So that's the music that I listen to when I'm thinking about my inspiration, and then it'll be listening to those songs that'll make me want to pick up a pen or start listening to a beat. And when I when I approach a beat, as much as I'm inspired by those things, I still think back to like early rap, like early '90s. Boom bap Hip hop You know what I'm saying When I approach a beat the Which classics, is why the good shit. Yeah there's like Lyricism yeah. in it Because I was always taught That music should mean something And that you should have A meaningful message In your music You know what I'm saying So I like to All of my music Comes from a personal place Which is why Nothing sounds the same Because I feel like When you go through life I mean you might have Similar experiences But no sim No experience is identical you know what i'm saying you always gonna have uh, a different outlook on things a different environment different variables of that environment so my music is the same way there's not like a clear sound on every song it's just each one has a different approach because i may have had different inspiration for each song or it might have been a different emotion behind the song so yeah. i feel that do you find it challenging at all when you're doing features with people that are in a different style than you so keep it 1000 with you I really don't like feature with too many like outside people I really feature in house with like the people that I grew up with and like the people that I do my music with because we we have like the same inspirations we grew up on the same music and like we tend to have a lot more chemistry 
on songs and our features are never like us coming with just a beat and an idea. We always have something on the song already. And, you know, I'll show it to one of my guys. They'll say, hey, bro, I can add something to this. Or they'll show me their music and I'll be like, hey, man, I think I could do something to this. And it's always either yay or nay. And if they say yes, it's good. You know, we end up making magic. But other than that, I'm focused solely on just creating my sound, focusing on my sound. And if I feel like the people who reach out are really just worth, you know what I'm saying, me trying to step out of my comfort zone, then, I mean, I'm always up for the challenge as well as up to work and create good music, you know, create good art. Yeah, I feel you. I, I always believe that a, a good artist is, can always be versatile, you know, like switching up. That's the reason why I like how how you switching and you going with your the punk style rap and, and opposed to just being regular and got the mainstream and you know a lot a lot of the way that the music is going now all this mainstream anyway I don't listen to a lot of mainstream because of that reason I'll go either underground or like you said I'll go old school I do the 90s and that's always going to be classics and greats that's they're always going to be around but I think switching it up, being able to be versatile is definitely, you know, even even being able to go through and get on country rap and still have punk rap and have different styles on different beats on however you go, I think is very, that's what makes an artist an artist. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy you say that because I told you I would describe my style as alternative punk rap, but like truthfully, I got asked this question maybe like a month ago and I told my friend, I was like, man, you could call it like neo-rap. You know what I'm saying? Because you think about neo-soul, you know what I'm saying? It's like a different, it's like an alternative to soul. And I feel like mine is like an alternative to rap. So it's like, I would call it neo-rap. I should make a tape called neo-rap. Introduce that. You should. You definitely should. And go with that old school, uh, uh, boom bap type, you know, and type this to it. Making up, every, yeah. Hey, I be thinking I'm a freestyle rap master with a boom bap beat, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, cause like on the last, on the last EP that I did, I tried to like showcase the different like uh, elements of my inspiration, which is why there's songs like Listen With The Lights Off, which has like a really like alternative punk feel to it. You know what I'm saying? And I and I featured my homie Acidic who does a lot of that type of sound. He's like he's real into rock just like me, but his sound is much more rock inspired than mine. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like he was a good addition to that song. So I have songs like that, but then there's other songs like Heroes Freestyle, where it's really you can tell it's more inspired by the you know what I'm saying, the early hip hop nineties lyricism. You know what I'm saying? And then songs like Nightmare on Knock was inspired by the late great Mac Miller. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like I, I, I noticed that he could be talking about something serious and he would just lighten the mood with a joke, like the same way as in conversation. If you talking to somebody about a tough topic, you tend to lighten the mood with comedy. 
So I, I was like, man, I'm gonna I'm take that and I'm gonna apply it to my music, which is why I say shit like, this shit a sitcom, give me a pretty bitch forehead to sit my dick on. Cause I knew people would laugh at that, you know what I'm saying? Or like, think about that, like, damn, this man just said sit his forehead on a pretty, sit his dick on a pretty bitch forehead, you know what I'm saying? Like, I knew he would say something like that, but at the same time, I, I, I also say shit like, I just wanna buy my mom a crib, buy a business for my sister, cause she works too hard. Pray my bro stay out of trouble long enough to get on. And ain't no weapon formed against us that could ever do harm. You did like I, I, I really wanted to make it seem conversational. That's a lot. Like I feel like I have a yes, yes. So what? What's the scene up there? You in Chicago, right? Yes. You go and do like the regular stuff with the to be honest, man, I'm I'm an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? The music is just the soundtrack to the movie I'm living. You know what I'm saying? I really don't even really focus on promoting myself more as an artist. I'm more as an entrepreneur. So when I'm at these shows, I'm talking to people about if they need merch. Because I do embroideries and heat press on my shirts. I create my own merch. I just uh I just did a, a custom hockey jersey. Uh, I made it limited. I made 10 copies. I mean, I made 10 of them and they sold out in my pre-orders. You know what I'm saying? So I do a lot of business as far as like with merch. So when I'm, when I'm clicking in, in these, uh, different venues and stuff and I'm seeing artists performing, I might perform, I might hop on stage, but most of the time I'm out there networking, really trying to cash out on artist needs because I'm noticing I'm around a lot of musicians and a lot of musicians are focused more on the art than the business. So I'm capitalizing on the fact that I have my mind on business. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm making money when I'm at these when I'm at these shows. I'm not thinking about just getting my music out or whatever. It's more like you're gonna see me everywhere you at to the point you're gonna look into me and you're gonna find out I got diamonds in the rough on my streaming platforms, you know? Man, I heard that. Uh, I heard that. Hey, you supposed to have nine irons in the fire at all motherfucking times. All time. I promise. Exactly, you. man. I'm like Hey. I ain't trying to spread myself in, but I'm not also not trying to put all my eggs in one basket, you know? Shit, we got up this morning, went and hit the farm, did some plans, left, went, started working on a truck, come in here, we're going to do a podcast, then we got another podcast with a doctor here later on tonight, and that's... The only, the only thing that happens when you spread yourself so thin is you become transparent and people believe it even more. You damn right. Yeah, man, it's just... I feel like as long as I'm at where everybody at when they do music, people know my face. Uh, I mean, as far as like North Side of Chicago, man, like you could ask any artist, musician that's really prominent doing stuff that be at the studio, ask them about Zuda and they know who I am. Like, I've been doing music over 20 years. I done seen, I done bumped into almost everybody up north of the studio, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm making my network, but at the same time, I'm realizing that, you know, this music industry is very saturated, oversaturated. It's a lot of people trying to get on, a lot of people trying to say they're the next thing they the next big thing. I said it in my new music. Like I'm, I'm tired of hearing people say we next. It's like, man, no, nah, I'm now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like, if you, if you next, that means you too late. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm focused on, on, because at the end of the day, I realize that you think about the aspirations of any musician is to make money. People don't really care about the fame. It's the, it's the result of the fame. The fame gets you more opportunities for money. 
So I'm thinking like, man, if I focus on the money now, the music don't like, not saying it don't mean anything because it means something to me. It comes from a personal place, but I'm not thinking everything on my music. I'm not. And, and then on top of that, you look at the streaming platforms, they're paying us from. It's like, man, I'm, I'm, I will be, I will be spreading myself thin by banking everything on just making money on music, get big, doing all this extra. It's like, I'm going to continue to do my hustle. I'm going to make money to the point where I don't, I don't even have to think about money when I make music. I'm just enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? I'm making money regardless. So the music the is just me enjoying it. the art. That's the key to it. Best music. That's when you make your best music is when you're not financially stressed. I think when you're not financially stressed, that's where you can do the best of anything oh, that you yeah. can do. Yeah. Yeah, we grind around here. Yeah, man, most best, man. I, I I felt good. It felt good to open up my first LLC. You know what I'm saying? It felt yeah, it felt yeah, yeah. good, like, you know what I'm saying? Knowing that I own something, having a business bank account. Man, a bank that account? That feel better than dropping any tape, you know? Hell yeah. Man, that shit feel good right there. I love it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. And that's that's really what I'm focused on. Just focused on, you know what I'm saying, tapping into the entrepreneurial side of music, tapping into the business and focusing more on the business and just filling the gaps of the artists around me because it's like, for so long, I'm like, damn, why can't I make money with any other musicians around me? And it's because everybody is focused on being at the top. Everybody has the idea that they the best. Everybody feels like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a competitive nature with music. And me, I don't give a fuck about competition when I'm thinking about creating art. I'm not thinking about the next man, what he feel about it. I feel like music really just keeps me alive. I've been through a lot of stuff in my life. And honestly, I should go to therapy. But instead, I go to the studio, just really trying to build, build an empire, man, a legacy to leave behind to my children. That's really the main focus. And I realized that banking everything on the music is not how you get that. You really got to tap into the business side of it. And you really got to think about uh, just creating that empire. You know what I'm saying? I, I I get a lot of inspiration from people like Nipsey Hussle. I've been following Nipsey Hussle since I was in high school. You know what I'm saying? I've been I've been seeing the things he was doing since like 2008. Just listening and just tapping in. Everything that he did, we kind of like followed that blueprint to the point where it's like, man, we trying to invest. We trying to start LOCs and just really integrate vertically, owning every part of the process doing the things that, that, you know what I'm saying, the people we look up to did. And we're doing it on a on a much harder scale, I feel like, because we chose the legal route. But like, if you look back at every single person that ever really did anything in rap and turned into something, they always started off doing illegal shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> From Jay-Z to Nipsey to, you know what I'm saying, Master P, and all of these people, you look at them, they all started doing some illegal shit and ended up going legit. It's different with us because we chose to stay legal the whole time. That's why it's taking longer. That's why well, it's harder. I think, I think I think it's more it's harder for or it was harder for them back then is because of that time frame. Now nowadays you got the free enterprise. Not everything is uh, all trapped down. Like you can go and get a business license for a hundred bucks now. You know what I'm saying? You could sell your yeah. own things. Back then, the business licenses, you had to go through a full process. You, there's a lot more. They didn't to have it. all that streaming back then. No, they didn't have none. Like you know, they didn't have streaming. There's a lot of differences. You found and, someone with Fruity Loops or something. It was like, whoa, you got Fruity Loops? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Damn, like I knew somebody with a studio up the road. Yeah. But nowadays, you could record with nothing. With your cell phone. You know what I'm saying? With your cell phone. So yeah. I, I, the times have changed. So I think that, yeah, uh, the dope game was huge, 
huge. I was born in 87, so the dope game growing up, that's what everybody was doing, and that's how everybody was getting on. Because if you worked a regular job, you weren't making it nowhere. You weren't making enough to do nothing. Even if, in, in my neighborhood and California as a whole, anybody that I know from out there, you're not just becoming a doctor, you're not becoming a lawyer, you know, you're not gonna have those opportunities. That's not even in your mindset because you don't even know anybody who's like that. So you just go the same route as everybody else is. And the biggest people that make it out are the Birdmans, the Nipsey Hustles, and and people like that. I mean, growing up, shit, I looked up to Boston George. You know what I'm saying? Pablo Escobar, that's the type of shit I was into. Because those are the individuals that are were always the big time people in this type of culture, in this game, this culture. But now there's a lot of other people into this culture to where now there's a lot more to it. It's not just, hey, dude's got a studio dropping. That was when everything was about the song because it didn't matter yeah. about merch or anything like that. Now, like you said, how it's saturated the market is, that's because everybody and their motherfucking mama is a rapper. I know like 7,000 rappers on my Facebook. You know, Man. I got like 2,300 invites to rap pages. You know, and that, but everybody, but at the same time, competition is good, but back in the day, not everybody had a full fucking studio and was able to record. So if yeah. you wasn't selling dope and making money, you wasn't paying for no fucking studio time. Or buying no equipment. Or buying no equipment to make a studio, build a studio. You know, Master P did all that shit on his own. Jay-Z did all that shit on his own. You know, they, they built that money through the way that they were able to. Yeah, I just I'm, I think the, the the highlight of it was just that it's being different times. It's different you know what I'm saying? times. Like, same the same approach don't work. You know what I'm saying? So we got to figure out like got to figure out how to capitalize on all the opportunities presented to us by technology. You know what I'm saying there's a there's a lot of opportunities that have been granted to us recently that weren't available back then. You know what I'm saying like just really got to capitalize on it. And I'm right now. Uh, just beginning to learn the the magnitude of social media, man, and like just making sure that I keep as much personal away from social media, man. I keep it mostly just business, business, and yes, you know what I'm saying, lighthearted because a lot of people make the make the mistake of treating social media like a like a diary. Yeah, and yeah. people forget that you don't let everybody read your diary, man. It's certain you know what stuff. I'm the public, you know what I'm saying? Probably. And it's so hard to get in that because it becomes muscle memory. It's human behavior, you know what I'm saying? Like you get in the habit of, you know what I'm saying, posting or, or venting your thoughts and ideas on this forum and getting a response from it because I feel like so often when we're by ourselves, we just want someone to hear us, you know what I'm saying? Or just feel something. So social media grants that and then on top of that you have these people that are just obsessive you know what I'm saying that just they they have to get a reaction they have to be approved you know what I'm saying or all that so I really stray away from putting personal stuff on social media I like to stay lighthearted on my Facebook I post a lot of funny stuff or just straight music you know what I'm saying I'm not thinking about telling anybody about my life because at the end of the day, I'm only going to end up telling you what I want to tell you anyway. And I hate the fact that people like really like there's people out there that feel bad about themselves because they're trying to live up to this idea that people have sold to them, that their life is good. 
They show them they're on vacation. They show them all this other shit. They don't show them that they come home and probably lost their job or they come home and now they got to talk about all that time they took off or they, you know what I'm saying? They don't show the hardships. They show everything else in the in-between. They, it's like they market in their life. So you end up feeling like you're not doing enough or you're not, you're inadequate in some way in your life because you're trying to live up to this unrealistic fucking idea that they've, that they've been trying to pitch to you on social media. So I try to be real mindful of the stuff that I put on there as far as like with my personal. And, and you I gotta say, think, there's people that take that straight to heart, like it's full blown. Like it's literal. The, yeah, yeah, like it's straight up literal. A meme can make you racist, like everything, for real. Yeah. You know, they, they, people die behind fucking social media. It's amazing how people get in their feelings on that. You know what I mean? And yeah. Other people are just sitting there laughing. And I'm like, what yeah, the like hell, it's bro? it's literally the network. It's for me to keep in contact with my friends in different states and countries, without seeing them every day. You know, you're supposed to post the fucking first steps and like fun stuff. You know, good lighthearted shit. I see people that have like full blown arguments with their spouse on social media. I I I realized that social media was a joke when when one of my homies died you know what I'm saying like one, one of my homies he died in the street doing some street shit but they posted it on, on Facebook saying you know what I'm saying RIP this person or whatever and the man literally had over 300 comments saying RIP my condolences and literally two days later a GoFundMe page went up for his funeral so it's like all these people telling you Oh, I'm sorry, my condolences. And then still, somehow, some way, you don't have the funds to get this man a proper ceremony after his passing. That's like, wild. where is that true support? Like, where is that support at? Like, are they saying sorry? Are they saying my condolences? Do they really mean that shit? Because if they did, you wouldn't even have to ask. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's why. That's that's when I realized it's like, man, I ain't gonna have no gun go for me when I pass, man. My son, my son's gonna be straight. They gonna be able to pay for their college. They gonna have a business. They could choose to keep or push. You know what I'm saying? Or sell. They gonna have something to do. They not gonna be on Facebook saying, "Hey, my dad passed away and he didn't do anything to make sure we didn't have to do this." So I need help from y'all. Like I'm not gonna put him in that position. Man, hey, even if it's just life insurance, that shit's a must. Yeah, you gotta have that. You gotta have that. You gotta have security for your people. Like. G Herbo said that like he's like you in these streets you can't even afford to bury yourself. Many men That's some real shit. Like, like what are you doing in the streets? You can't even family. afford to bury Life yourself. Yeah. When you're out there I trying to bury yourself. So what's okay. next? What, what, so what's next for Zuda, man? What you got? What you got popping? What's gonna be dropping? What's going on? Well, right now I got an EP out called Killers Hot in Suburbia on all digital streaming platforms. I dropped that on Easter. Uh, it's dedicated to my uh, my homie who uh, overdosed a month before I before I dropped it. Uh, R.I.P. Dylan. R.I.P. Onan. Uh, that's out you can find that on all digital streaming platforms i'm also in the process of working on uh an album uh Medici dreaming on a man eating sofa that's the name of the album uh, i got a mixtape coming before that called uh the mankind behind mcfoley 
and I'm also working on a documentary and a book. But that's to be announced. I'm definitely gonna come maybe first or second quarter of next year. But okay, yeah, those are the okay. right now. Work, work, work. I see you. Hell yeah, but hey man, it was great having you on, man. We definitely gotta do this again. You need to come down here to Tennessee. You start uh, coming out, start doing some shows and shit. It'll be fun. Yeah, most definitely, man. And thanks again so much for the opportunity. I do appreciate you guys allowing me on your platform to, to speak. Uh, thank you, thank you again, man. I really do appreciate it, man. Gratitude to the to the highest level, man. Man, hell yeah, I appreciate it, yes sir. Beating up the intro, uppercut to the tempo, killing them with a pin stroke. Really, it's just an impulse, nigga. I was told games to be sold, so pay attention who owes and everything that glows ain't gold. Don't get exposed, 'cause the last thing you want is a ticket up on your soul, motherfucker.